Get your fucking ass up and work. You better work. Get your fucking ass up. Work it, girl. Do your thing. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You better work. Get your fucking ass up. Work it, girl. Do your thing. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You better work. Get your fucking ass up. Work. Get your fucking ass up. Work. I have the best advice for women in business. Work. Get your fucking ass up. Work. Get your fucking ass up. Work. Get your fucking ass up. Work. You better work. Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Blend podcast. Such a fucking mess. Oh my god. Um, as you heard, that was a song by um, it was a mashup on freaking social media that I found um, from some person. Somebody. Oh, oh, sorry about that. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast hosted by yours truly, Kay, a.k.a. Khalif, deep in the motherfucking streets, okay? But I'm not about that life. I come in peace, y'all. And if you put your hands on me, I'm, I'm going to file a lawsuit, okay? Depending on, depending on if you have money. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast hosted by yours truly. Thank you for tuning in. I have so much um, to chat about with you all. Um, today we have a lot, we have an array of topics, an array of topics. You're hearing me walk around my cute little, um, humble mode, my cute little studio apartment live here in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> and it's Saturday, it's Saturday. I don't think I've put out an episode on a Saturday in a long time. I usually put out episodes on Fridays. That's usually what I do. It's a pattern of me usually putting stuff out on a Friday or a Monday or a Saturday. That's usually when I drop podcast episodes. Um, but yeah, uh, I went out last night, you guys, and I had a great time with a good friend of mine uh, by the name of, of, of Lee. I'm gonna shout him out. His name is Lee. He's a great friend of mine. Um, and he is um, he is a singer, and he also has a candle line called Honey Drip. So um, look for his line on Instagram. It's a Black-owned... Um, company but anybody could buy the, those particular candles you know it's geared for everyone so it's a it's, he has beautiful candles they smell great um anyways me and lee went out and we went bar hopping after i got off work yesterday you know that nine to five life y'all look we're, we're all here trying to hustle you know i appreciate the nine to five life but there are times where i wish i um because I used to do Uber back in the day. Look, there's no shame in my motherfucking game. But there was a time where I did Uber and I did Postmates. And I was like running around here just trying to survive. I went back to college, trying to get my degree two years ago. You know, so I was like really just running around, running around pre-pandemic and even into the pandemic. Um, anyways, nine to five life is cute, you know, because it, it brings you stability, right? It brings you stability. But there are times where I wish I had a little bit more freedom, right? Like there are times where I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't have to be somewhere at nine o'clock. I wish, <laughs> you know, I wish I could make my own schedule. Um, you know, which is the, um, sorry if I sound far away, you guys. I'm literally in the kitchen making me a cute little um, something to sip on, okay? Shout out to Wendy. How you doing? All right. She's in the kitchen. Um... Damn, if I had a YouTube channel, that'd be great content, right? Well, I do have a channel, but you guys, you get you get the message. But um, yeah, so where the hell was I at? Okay, so back, back, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. So like I was saying, nine to five life is great, but there are times where I wish I could make my own work schedule. Like, you know, there are times where I'm like, damn, like I wish I could make my schedule again. I wish I had a car that I could drive. But then, you know, because I don't have a core, you know, she she's a girl who, you know, she she takes the Ubers and things of that nature and stuff and, you know, city life, you feel me? Um, which could be challenging, you know, it could be hard to get around, but it's actually not that hard to get around because, you know, everything is around me and I save a lot of money um, by not having a vehicle, especially with these gas prices and the other things that come with having a car. So when I do get a car, because I do plan on getting one, I don't know when, but I'm sure that... Um, 
by the grace of God and the, and the and the grace of divine timing, that it will come to me when it's supposed to come to me. And I'm hoping that it's this year. But if it's not this year, that's totally fine because I have everything I need and I am blessed. Okay. That's the mentality we got to have, y'all. You know, you're, you're not lacking. So if you're at a point in your life right now where shit is a little rough and you feel like, damn, my life would be easier if I just had this, you have everything you need and it will come to you in due time. It'll come to you in due time. You know, that's, that's the mentality that we have to have. Anywho, my week was good. Went out with a friend last night. We um, we went to this cute little bar called Seven Grand in downtown LA. Then we also went um, to this other bar called The Rhythm Room. And we were just running around. It was so cute. We had, we had such a fun night. And it was one of those things where we didn't really plan it. We just did it, right? And, you know, I often find myself having more fun when I do shit like that. Like when I don't think too hard about it and we just go somewhere. You know, um, so shout out to you, Lee. Lee is a doll. Um, you know, it was so nice catching up with him. And, you know, it's good to have good friends who are also, you know, working and, you know, and working on their their passions and their craft and stuff. So, you know, every time I meet with him, I want to give him a shout out. And, you know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll stop by. You know, maybe he'll stop by very soon, sooner than we think. He is a great, 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 great energy and a great person. And he is just freaking amazing so um yeah he and i hung out and we literally just freaking hung out and just kikied all night had a ball so we went to seven and grand it was super cute it was kind of speak it was my first time going here by the way i've never been to this bar and you know he was introducing me to bars that i was like i never knew these bars existed and i thought i knew all the cute little spots in la but you know you know how you meet certain people and they show you to other spots i'm like yes i feel exclusive you know, so, um, you know, he, he took me there and we were just kicking. So the first place, it was like a speakeasy joint. They were playing fucking country music and shit. Not really my vibe. The people were rude, but the bartenders were very nice. I had a drink called the Gold Rush. It was super cute. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. We went to the district first. We went to district. It's the bar called, it's a bar restaurant called the district. That was cute. They had this delicious pumpkin, um, hummus made out of pumpkin it was hummus made out of pumpkin with a pita bread and the pita the pita bread was topped with like brown sugar and cranberries it was so good it sounds so weird y'all but it was so good i've never had hummus that was made out of pumpkin it was so delicious oh my god i felt like such a vegan and i'm not a vegan you know but i have made a choice this year to um actually the end of last year i made a choice to start doing this the end of last year it was around around December, um, November, December, I decided to less, uh, not necessarily, not necessarily stop eating red meat, but lower my red meat and my pork intake. So I still eat pork. I still eat red meat here and there, but I made a conscious choice to, to literally slow down on the red meat and on the pork, um, and eat more fish and more chicken. And, you know, I, I love turkey, but I, I made a, I made it a point cause I do have digestive issues. Okay. Look, I'm telling all my fucking business, but you know, and what I found is that it really, and I've had friends who've done this and they decided to be vegetarian. You know, we all have our own different health things, but just for me trying to take better care of myself, you know, um, I, I decided to slow down on the red meat. I still eat it though. I still have it here and there. I, you know, I enjoy a good hamburger. I enjoy a good steak. You know, I do enjoy those things, but you can't have it all the time. You know what I mean? Um, so in moderation, which is something that I've been practicing. So I have it like once a month or something or twice a month, um, which is fine, you know? And, and if I'm not eating that, I'm usually eating fish and chicken and that's it. And, uh, and turkey as well. I do like ground turkey. You know, turkey can be very lean, um, but I, you know, I like, I like a little turkey here and there. Um, anywho, and turkey meatballs are fucking amazing. Okay. Anywho, we had, we had the hummus made out of pumpkin and then we had these delicious truffle fries. The drinks were so, so they were whatever, but I, you know, I like district. District is really cute. I want to try their other drinks. I'm not giving up on them. They, and the, the servers were so nice. And no shade, you know, the servers, they were Asian, you know, um, that this is not a shady comment, but I've noticed that when you're a black person going out to like nice, you know, bars and restaurants and stuff like that, you know, some of the waitresses and servers and waiters and stuff like that, they could be kind of, they, they could assume that, you know, if you're a person of color, especially if you black child, that you won't tip, but they were so nice to us. And I was shocked because I was like, oh, you know, sometimes, you know, Asian people, they don't be that nice to black people when we go out, you know, but it happens. We have to call a spade a spade. That does happen. It does happen. 
I'm not going to get canceled for saying that. It's the truth. When you are a Black person going out to certain restaurants, not just Asian people do that, white people do that, or, you know, even other people of other races. I went to another restaurant last week with my friend Carla, who I love, Carla Ibarra, a fellow trans girl, my homegirl Carla. Me and her, we went to this Indian restaurant um, by USC. And um, I don't know if it was me or her, but Carla, she's Filipina. You get me? And, you know, I'm a Black girl, right? But I... <laughs> the way that I was, I don't know. I don't know what um, what the server's issue was, but she was she was acting kind of, I don't know. Her energy was just really cold. She was very short with us, very rude. Um, just, just really short, you know, really short and rude and not really helpful. And there was, um, a white, there were a, there was a white man who came in and he was, he was nice. Like he wasn't rude or anything like that, but there was a white customer who came in and he sat down, older white man. And the server completely changed for him. And we were sitting next to him and she was just so nice and polite and very, you know, so, so it's microaggressions and things like that, right? So anywho, that happens to us. Next spot that we went to, back to me and Lee, we went to Seven and Grand, super cute. It was very speakeasy-ish. You know, they were playing pool and stuff. The bartenders are nice. The peep, the crowd wasn't all that. But we did see an Instagrammer in there. Um, I didn't fan out, you know, because She's a she's a working personality herself, you know what I'm saying. But but I did see an Instagrammer who I do like. His name is Tahir Moore. I do follow him. I like his content. And I saw him um, with a few other people from his podcast. Now I don't really listen to his podcast, but I do follow his social media. Anyways, it was interesting because he came out of the VIP section. I didn't I didn't even know Seven and Grand had a VIP section. You know, so I was like, oh shit, they got a VIP section in the back with the black people because in the front section it's a bar and it's like pool tables and it's it's very cute it's nothing like it's it's it, you know how it's a low-key joint and it's just a vibe it's not like too fancy but it's sexy you know that's the place that you go to after you get off work and you want to have a cocktail and you know that was me i was like look i've been at this crazy ass fucking job all week you know and you all i i work in sexual health okay and um that job, it, it could be very taxing, and, and I can't really talk about, you know, what happened, what happens at the job, you know, due to, to HIPAA and so forth, so I can't really discuss that, but the work that I do, it is very, um, it's very taxing emotionally sometimes, and I had a few experiences this week that really, really stressed me the fuck out, and I was okay, you know, I, I was able to handle it, but it, it got to me a little bit, and I was like, it was one of those Fridays where I was like, look, the check just fucking cleared, direct deposit, thank you, Jesus, let's go have a drink, okay? <laughs> it was just, it was one of those weeks, so, you know, when I hit him up, I, it, it was nice um, to see him, and um, shout out to you, Lee. After that, okay, so after we went to Seven and Grand, we went to the Rhythm Room, and it was so Cute. I've never been to the rhythm room. So Lee, he, he know where the spots at. So I might have to call Lee again. Cause Lee, I like hanging out with him. He be knowing where stuff at. You know, and um he's uh, he's been living here. He gonna listen to this and be like, girl, you telling all my business. But uh, you know, I've I've been living in LA since I was like a teenager. I moved out here to Southern California back in 07, you know what I mean? So I thought I knew all the cute places and, and you know, cause I, when I moved here, I moved to Pasadena, Altadena area first. Then, you know, for college, I actually moved to LA, LA. You get what I'm saying? Well, West LA. And then and then after college, I moved to the hood, you know, South Central and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So anywho, I'm telling all my business, child. Oh my God, but that's my business. Um, Anywho, like I was saying, um, I thought I knew all the cute places, but you know, I, I enjoy hanging out with friends who just, who don't give a fuck and we could just meet up and go somewhere and they don't make shit complicated. Cause have y'all ever had a friend where you want to hang out, but they always make stuff so complicated. Oh, I, I gotta do this. Oh, I gotta do that. And it's just like, let's just say you don't want to go. You don't want to go. You're not the person to hang out with because it's always so difficult hanging out with you. You know what I'm saying? And then you have the friends where it feels easier, where it's like, okay, we're there, we're there. I'll meet you there. You be here, you be there. You got your Uber money. Pay for that Uber. We'll get it. We're here to socialize, okay? And, and this doesn't mean that we do it all the time, you know, because we got bills to pay. But, you know, it, it is cute to get out the house and live a little bit because I'm still young. You know, I might have just turned 25, but I'm still a young girl in my prime and I want to run these streets, okay? The mask mandate was lifted on February 25th and we want to be cute, okay? So with all that being said, that's just a brief update to how my week was. Thank you for um, coming back to the show. So um, in this episode, we're going to breeze through some topics um, celebrity related and then... Um, 
after that, we're going to um, get into a topic that I really, really want to discuss. And it's honestly been on my mind. There have been a few topics on my mind and, I, and I'll get through them. But the main one that's been on my mind is sex positivity. And I just want to clear up some things as a trans woman, a woman who has who is trans, you get me? Um, I just want to clarify some things. Um, within the LGBT community that I feel that I've been experiencing from other like LGBTQ people. Um, and it's interesting how it plays out. So I'll elaborate more on that later in regards to sex positivity and some of the shade that I feel that I have gotten just as a person in this community and how we'll talk about that. I'll get into that. It, it'll make sense once we actually dig into it. But the first topic um, that we're going to discuss is Tracy Braxton. So um, earlier this morning, it is it's Saturday, March 12th right now. Um, earlier this morning, um, news report outlets reported that Tracy Braxton has passed away. Um, but, but it was posted on, on social media through her son, I believe, uh, Kevin. She has a son by the name of Kevin, um, Kevin Jr. And, um, yeah, she passed away um, from, um, what is it called? It's, it's cancer of the throat and the esophagus. Um, I think it's esophageal cancer, esophageal, esophageal cancer. If I didn't pronounce that correctly, please, someone, you know, comment me on, message me in the DMs and be like, girl, it's, 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 it's <laughs> I can't even say it. Is it F, oh, I can't even pronounce that. But cancer of the esophagus, um, of the, of the esophagus, the throat, and it also goes down to the stomach in some cases. So um, she passed away this morning. Now, um, last year, there were some photos that surfaced of Tracy Braxton at her son's wedding. And um, it, it went onto the blogs and um, people were concerned um, because, you know, in, in the particular pictures, um, she she lost like a tremendous amount of weight. And... Um, it's, it's one of those things where, you know how people have normal weight loss. And, you know, Tracy Braxton on, on the Braxton Family Values, um, she she did open up about her struggles with weight and losing weight and so forth and wanting to get in shape and wanting to be healthier and wanting to look better and so forth, um, which she was very transparent about. But then, you know, after the show aired, you know, at, it was like a year or a few months that went by. So the show, I it aired, I believe, in 2020. And then 2021 went by and then there were whispers about, you know, them them filming again and then them not getting along and not filming the Braxton Family Values and then them coming together. So it was just all these whispers um, that I can recall um, in the blogs and, you know, on, on, you know, on the celebrity sites and so forth that report the news. Um, anywho... When that picture surfaced, you know, it, it raised a lot of eyebrows and people were concerned about Tracy, um, Tracy's health. Um, and she didn't really speak on it. She didn't really speak on much. Um, and the family was very hush-hush. So, you know, just, you know, out of respect for Tracy, you know, as I share the story, I'm not over here trying to, you know, be messy or anything like that. But, you know, Tracy Braxton, I enjoy Tracy Braxton on Braxton Family Values and you know, I know that she was just having a difficult time. If you're a if you're a viewer of the reality show, uh, Braxton Family Values, that's the show. If you all are not familiar, um, Tony Braxton has a show um, with herself and her family. Um, Tamar Braxton is a star of the show. Tracy Braxton, Tawanda Braxton, and Trina Braxton, and their mother Evelyn, and the father. I forgot the father's name. I think they just call him Sir Braxton. But um, and the brother pops in here and there. But it's it's a really really good reality show that started off on uh, WeTV. I think it was WeTV or Bravo. One of the two. I think it was WeTV they got their start. But um, anywho, shout out to you, Tracy Braxton. We're going to give her a Yes Queen Award. Um, you know, it's just, it's really unfortunate and it's really sad how death has just been around. And while she is a public figure, a celebrity, right? Um, it just, you know, it, it just made me think about how... Um, Death has just been really, really prevalent. And it's not to say that people don't pass away. You know, you know, death is something that we all have to face, right? We, you know, whenever we see or hear about people dying, it can often trigger us, you know, thinking about our own mortality. Um, and it's interesting, it's, it's interesting because for me, it just reminds me of how life is really, really short and how you have to take care of yourself as best as you can because we all don't have a say so on the cards that we're dealt. We all don't really know 
um, what's going to happen in our futures. We don't know when our time is up on this earth. And, um, you know, me, I shared, you know, I shared last year about how my friend passed away and how that kind of made me go into hiding a little bit. And um, that was one of the reasons why, not not the complete reason, but um, it was difficult. You know, a friend of mine passed away and um, we, we had a budding friendship, right? I knew him for six years and, you know, like two years before he passed, two to three years before he passed is when we started to actually talk more, um, you know, as those two years kind of went on, we started to actually talk more and have more in-depth conversations and like work on like a newfound friendship. Um, and he passed away, you know, and I had um, his best friend, Victoria, come on the show. Um, shout out to her. I know we haven't talked. I have to call her because I always say I'm going to call her and we never talk. But she, you know, phones work both ways. Okay. Hey, but that's my sis. But, um, but yeah, um, death is something that it, it's, it's a lot, you know, and, and we all handle it differently. And, um, uh, RIP to you, Tracy. RIP to you, Tracy. And, you know, condolences to the Braxton family. Um, Tamar Braxton turned 45. She looked amazing. Tamar Braxton turned 25. I'm sorry, 45. God damn it. But she looks 25. Okay. Tamar Braxton looks good. Okay. So uh, this past week, uh, the end of last week, in this past week, she posted photos celebrating her birthday, her 45th birthday. She looked amazing. Had this, you know, pink hair and lingerie on. And, you know, she was looking snatched. And I was like, damn, girl, you look good at 45. Tamar looks good. Now, I'm curious as to if she had surgery, but I actually saw Tamar in person. And I saw Tamar in person. I was flying. I was on the plane. Me and my friends actually saw her and her um, African boo. They're not together anymore, but her former ex, you know, the African guy, and they went through all the drama of him, the domestic stuff and all that. They had a really tumultuous relationship, you know, a public relationship. But I saw Tamar on a flight when I was flying to Essence Fest in 2019. And um, she looked fucking good. Um, and, I, and I saw her perform at Essence Fest and she looked good. I don't think Tamar gets surgery. Her body looks good. She, she I'm, When I say surgery, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over here like, you know, does she get lipo done? Because, you know, for her age, she's so in shape. And, you know, most women who are in their late 30s, early 40s, if they don't work out consistently, it's hard for women to stay in shape. It's, it's really hard to lose weight. Um you know, for, for women, um, you know, and it's, it's interesting because um, most women, the metabolism changes as they age. You know, you age and it just gets harder to lose weight. But Tamar, I can tell she works out. I don't think she's had like lipo or anything done. Her body looks fucking good. She looks good. And even if she did have lipo, it looks fucking good. She looks damn good. You know, I have no, I, there's no shade with me in surgeries. Just as long as you have, just as long as you go to a good doctor. Okay, that's my only thing. But Tamar, she looked good when she posted the photos. Um, next story. Um, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so Kim Kardashian broke the internet again, as she does so effortlessly, um, with um, some comments about, um, you know, get up off of your fucking ass and work. Um, now, this sent, you know, social media, more so the urban social media girls and, and the woke girls, Black Twitter, Black Instagram, and so forth, up into a frenzy. Um, and, and not just those those media outlets, but other individuals as well, um, who don't really like Kim Kardashian. You know, Kim, Kim Kardashian is a privileged, um, you know, white woman, um, Armenian woman, but white, um, you know, um, who, who came from money, right? So, you know, the, the woke the woke side of the social media was irate and upset and everyone in the comments, oh my God, it's easier for her to say that. What the fuck? Um, and, you know, she comes from privilege. She's a fucking billionaire. How could she just say get up off of your fucking ass and work? Because it was a clip of her from her show. Um, and it was her and her sisters. It was her and her sisters. It was her, Courtney and Chloe and her mother um, sitting down, giving like a talk. Um, and she was giving advice to women in business. And she was like, you know, one, one key word of advice is, you know, first of all, just get up off of your fucking ass and work because nobody wants to work these days. Everybody thinks that things are given to them easily and they don't want to put in the work to get anywhere. Right. Simple. That's what she said. I, you know, for me, I can understand how people were feeling some type of way about that because it's fucking, you know, it's Kim Kardashian. Um, so on, on, on one side, it's, it's like, okay, sis, like, it's easier for you to say that you're privileged. You know, you have money. You have a team of people who work for you. You probably don't even have to lift a finger. You're Kim Kardashian, for God's sakes, right? But... 
With that being said, you know, I often wonder about billionaires and people like the Rihannas and and Bill Gates and stuff and Kim K's and, you know, old money and new money. You get what I'm saying? I wonder, um, you know, people with old money, in my opinion, because Kim Kardashian, I I think I would put her in a category of potentially new money-ish, old money. I mean, I know her father was a lawyer and stuff like that, so maybe that could be considered old money. I don't know if his family had money that was passed down and so forth, but the Kardashians um, are wealthy. You know what I mean? And um, so I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if they're new money or old money, but I, I think they're more in the old money realm. Um, that, that money is long. You get what I'm saying? Um, a Rihanna, you know, new money, right? A, a woman who started off as a singer, um, you know, didn't, didn't come from like, you know, came from humble beginnings, you know, but didn't come from like a mil, you know, billionaire family and so forth. You know, nothing like that. Right. Um, with all that being said, you know, I often wonder if people who have all of that money, I know that they still have to go to meetings and stuff like that because they have businesses that they have to run. They still have to manage certain things. So while they have a team of people who work for them, they still have to get up and do something and fly and catch flights and still have some type of meetings, you know, because they are celebrities and their brand is them. You get me the social media is them. And I, and by the way, I'm not defending Kim Kardashian, which she said was fucked up right um but i could i i for me i'm just saying i wonder how it is for someone who has all of that money i don't have you know like for people who are the everyday people we get annoyed when billionaires say stupid shit like that because for us when, when you're clocking in and clocking out at any job, whether you're a nurse, an Uber driver, a lawyer, you know, there's there's different class levels. There's levels to this shit. Um, not even not even class levels, but it, you know, people get paid. It, there's different tax brackets. That's the better word, okay? Different tax brackets based off of the job that you have. You could be working at Walmart, Target, getting 15 an hour, 24 an hour, 24 an hour now. Shout out to Target because Target they're gonna pay their people 24 an hour. You could work at a nail salon, a hair salon. You could be a hairstylist. You know, we all have a different type of hustle, right? Um, So we can't relate to someone like her who came from money and who has the ability to extend, who who has the ability to expand her money by herself as an adult, right? Because I saw some people saying, you know, well, Kim is not really wrong for saying that. Like, you do need to fucking work because shit is not given to you. You need to have that mentality. and, and Kim Kardashian, she just has the ability to expand her money, right? I think that's what one of her publicists or one of her workers said. They were like, okay, well, she's by herself and she's still expanded her brand and she's maintaining her brand. So she's still working, right? This doesn't mean that she's not privileged, but she's still working, you know? Um, I don't think that, you know, this is where we look at context and we look at intention. You know, I think that it's a case of right message, wrong messenger. It's Kim Kardashian saying it. You know, if if it was someone else saying it, people wouldn't be as irate and fucking angry. You know, me, I thought it was fucking funny. When I saw the clip, I kept sharing it. I shared it like four fucking times on my Instagram stories. Follow me on Instagram at Katie. That's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y. But I thought it was funny because she was just like, you know, get your fucking ass up. I thought it was funny. You know, I found the humor in it. But, but I can also understand that this woman comes from money and, and her, she comes from privilege, so therefore it is easier for her, right? It's easier for her to work. She she has a private jet. She could fly to meetings and work. You know, she, she has luxury vehicles. She has a home with all of the resources to make her work and her lifestyle easier. She can pay people to work for her so she doesn't have to do as much work. You know, have a personal assistant, have three personal assistants, you know, a stylist, a hairstylist, a lash tech, a nail artist have a team of people who make your work life easier as a brand. You know what I mean? So once again, intention, you know, strike Kim Kardashian down. I, I feel like Kim Kardashian is one of those celebrities. She could she could fucking lift a finger and somebody will write a think piece saying, oh my fucking God, this bitch is so privileged. I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. You get what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That That's how people feel, right? And, you know, but I, I can, but here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not like defending Kim K. I'm just saying I can see all sides of it. Um, when you're a black person, right? You know, the black community, especially black women in particular, like, you know, who is this privileged girl who has, you know, gotten into the industry by having a sex tape and so forth. You get me? She had a sex tape. It went viral. That was the, that was the, uh, the stepping stone in the landmark or hallmark. One of the hallmarks in her career, right? Is the sex tape, right? A lot of people call that out. They're like, you know, all you did was lay on your back and now you're famous. Um, That's what people are saying in the comments, you know. 
But you know, the thing about women like Kim Kardashian, um, she works and she she took it and flipped it, you know? So, you know, I just think that people, I think people are so polarizing when it comes to the Kardashians. Um, I found it funny. Um, next topic. Um, Jesse Smollett will be serving 150 days in jail, according to B. Scott. 150 days in jail, 30 months probation, and, and he will also be paying a restitution um, fees and fines of $20,000 for um, for the, the, the hate crime debacle um, slash hoax that occurred. Um, I'm running a little bit low on my time, so I'm going to jump back in, you guys. One second as I take a quick break. And we'll continue with Jesse Smollett. All right, y'all. After a major technical difficulty, I lost everything I just recorded for like the second portion of this podcast. So thank y'all for bearing with me. You know, this happens. This happens. Sometimes we have challenges doing this, you know. Um, Today has been a very busy day. Before I get into the rest of these stories, I'm going to take a moment. Today has just been really busy, but good and productive. Um, Right now, I am using... um, a PC that I have. It's like a laptop. It's called a Chromebook. So I'm using that right now to record my podcast. Um, I don't have a mic at this moment, but the audio on here is really, really good. Um, I do have a mic, but I prefer to use that mic with my MacBook. I have to take my MacBook to the shop today, y'all. And it's an old MacBook. It's so old. Um, the MacBook is from 2014, y'all. So it's about that time to invest, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get it fixed because I just, it's been some tef- technical difficulties and issues with my MacBook. So I am hoping that it gets fixed and that, um, I could give you the quality contents, but best believe I am considering doing other things to make this podcast better. So I will grow. Anywho, um, thank y'all so much for Tuning in, I hope that you are enjoying the show as you are probably at the gym on the treadmill or in your car stuck in fucking horrible ass traffic. Or if you're listening to my show and you're not in the Southern California area and you don't have as bad, bad as traffic as we do out here, you probably driving your car on the highway in another city far, far away from here enjoying the podcast. Um, but wherever you are, or you're probably cooking, you're probably about to take a bath, or you probably just got off work, wherever you are listening to this show, thank you for always supporting me each week. Um, consistency is something I am trying to practice this year. So, um, yeah, thank you. Tell a friend about the podcast. Share the show. That is the only way I could grow is if you help me grow and if you share it. Now, of course, I can do advertisements and stuff on my end, but if you like, if you genuinely like the podcast, feel free to leave me a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere that my podcast is played because it's also played on like eight different other platforms. Um, Feel free to leave me a review or rating or stars if you really enjoy the show and also share it with a friend or a family member who you think likes this type of content where they like celebrity news and they like life stuff and girl stuff and girly shit. And, you know, you guys like to have fun and chop chop with your girl, with your girl, Miss Starks, you know, Miss, Miss, Miss Khalif, Miss K, you know what I mean? So, um... Spread the word. So now I'm going to restart everything I just recorded. I hope I don't forget anything, but I do have a list of topics. So I'm like kicking myself in the foot that I lost all of the recording that I had for this portion of the show. So we're going to continue with a few more celebrity topics and I will breeze through them. Um, Jesse Smollett. So yeah, Jesse Smollett was sentenced uh, this past Thursday, um, March 10th. He received 150 days, which is the equivalent to five months in jail. Um, 30 months on probation, and he will also he is also expected to pay $20,000 in restitution fees and fines for uh, the hate crime debacle slash hoax um, that occurred, um, according to lovebscott.com. So, yeah, you know, we all remember what happened um, at that time. You know, this has been about two years of this case dragging out. You get me? Like, this case, is, it's been like two or three years. I think this happened in, what, 2019? When this case first popped up? 
or 2020? I think it was 2019. Um, it's been a while. I think it's been about three years. So this case is just one of those cases that just won't fucking go away. Um, you know, honestly, I am happy that it's over. I'm tired of hearing about it in the news. Um, here's the thing about Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett, here's what we have to say about celebrities, okay? So this is this is the PR in me coming out, because y'all know I study PR and communication studies and shit like that. Although they didn't want to give me those good internships like they give the white girls and shit like that due to the connections. I just ain't got the right connections, but I did study some PR and some journalism and some communication, okay? Communication studies, okay? Um here's the thing: there's different levels of fame. Shout out to you, Professor Von Bloom. I love him. And shout out to UCLA for his amazing class. Professor Bloom more so than the school, okay? Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, I am a Bruin, though. I'm a Bruin, though, but we have some hard times there. But shout out to Professor Von Bloom, who I learned this from. But there are there are different levels of fame, okay? And um, wait, was it Professor Von Bloom or was it another one? Anyways, I love him. Okay, anyways, um, there are different levels of fame, right? There's different levels of fame. There's different levels to it. You have some people who are famous for being like advocates or martyrs or political activists. So a martyr is someone who like dies for a cause or something happens to them for a cause, usually dying for a particular cause, like a martyr. Think of someone like Jesus or like a, a, or a political figure like Martin Luther King or, you know, John F. Kennedy. Um... Those are those type of figures, right? And those martyrs tend to usually be on the religious or the political side. They usually have a following of people who they, you know, they revolutionize people's lives in some way, shape, or form. Rather, it's tied to, like, race, gender, sexuality, or some type of societal change that, like, revolutionizes shit for humanity. You know what I mean? That That's sort of what a martyr does, rather they know it or not. Because um, some people wound up being a martyr and they didn't know. Think of, like, a George Floyd. George Floyd didn't know that he would be a martyr, when he when that happened to him, you know, um, when he passed away and so forth from that horrible um, incident that occurred with the cop, he he had no idea that that he would be that. But that particular his death sparked controversy around the entire fucking world, you know. So that's it offered a certain level of fame posthumously after he passed away. But you know, it it, it brought to attention you know racial inequality and police brutality and so forth, you know. So um, think of that, you know. So that's an example of someone having a certain level of fame, right? Uh, being a martyr or some type of advocate or activist, right? And here's the thing about the activist. Here's the thing about activists that I have an issue with. This is why I don't like being called an advocate or an activist. Although I do lend my voice to like the LGBTQ community and trans people specifically, I I have a hard time of being called like a role model and stuff like that. Although some people call me that, because um, I've done like talks and stuff, you know, I've done like interviews and stuff. Not like a little bit, like I did LA Times or I, you know, I, I, I speak to youth and shit like that. I have done that before, speaking to young people, um, you know, telling them about my life and about this journey of being a trans person, right? But I often like to be careful of like labeling myself as this 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 trans advocate or because I have an issue with that because I've seen time and time again these role models, you know, we put them on such a pedestal and they're not allowed to make mistakes or um, they do make mistakes and they turn out to be horrible fucking people, whether they're trans or not. Because I've seen that happen with, with LGBTQ people who are, you know, everyone puts them on this pedestal and then they do something crazy or something happens or or they start showing who they really are as a person. They're probably a bitch or an asshole and they, you have an interaction with them and they're not nice, they're not kind, they're, their head is blown up because they get a certain level of attention. That does happen. Um, that's why I'm like careful, like when people try to put me on that and all, though I want a platform myself my own day. I mean, like not my own day, I'm sorry. I want a platform myself one day. Um, I'm still kind of careful of that because I don't want people like thinking that my shit don't stink or thinking that I'm like just, you know, they might really like my work and like what I do, but I want people to still let me be a human. You get me? Like, I don't want people to like think I'm perfect, right? Although I come across and I carry myself really well and, you know, I'm educated and shit like that. I carry myself well. I'm so human. I still make mistakes. And I just want to be free as a person. Like, I don't want to have all those expectations of me. That's my issue with activists and advocates um, because they tend to do work and people get so caught up and fall in love with the work that they do for a community or a cause. But then some of them tend to be shitty people behind closed doors, or they tend to not practice what they preach, and they tend to not be real or be authentic. Um, me, I feel that I practice what I preach. Um, I feel that I'm, I'm I'm as authentic as I can be. 
But there are still people who probably don't like what I do and they feel that I'm a fake ass bitch. You know, like there are trans people who don't like me. There are plenty of trans people who don't support my podcast at all. Um, there are plenty of black trans women specifically who don't like me. Um, who I know in real life and who I know online or whatever. They don't fuck with me. They don't support, you know, they don't support me and I'm not expecting it, right? They see me out here, but they don't really support me. Um, and I'm not really expecting that. You get me? Because I get how some of the girls could be catty and shit like that. So that's that's why I've kind of changed because I think I used to kind of just support everyone. But, th- but then now it's the thing of like, it's the thing of kind of like, you know, support people, support the cause. But, you know, some people just ain't your people. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's what I had to realize. Like, regardless if we are in the same community or we're the same skin color, you know, there are some people who are just not my people. But that's besides the point. Um, Back to activists. The reason, you know, basically today's advocate and what you see in today's times, there are people who make careers off of their differences. You know, they make careers off of it, their pain. You know, they make careers off of their pain and so forth. You know, like like the black advocates or the trans or the brown activists and advocates, you know, advocating for certain rights. But there are some people who develop a certain level of fame with that, you know, like a Sean King or like the person from Black Lives Matter who turned out to be a fucking scammer. Like there was some woman, I forgot her name, but she was doing Black Lives Matter. She was one of the like leaders of that particular movement. And she stole like over a million dollars or some shit like that. Go look at the story, you guys. But that's the reason why I don't really, whenever I meet someone who's an activist or advocate, I really, I've learned to take them at face value. When I was younger, I would be so in awe of them. But as I've matured, I don't really, I'm not really in awe of people who I meet and they say that they're activists or advocates because usually when I meet them in person, if I have the opportunity to do so, they are not warm or they're not, they're rude as fuck. And you can tell that they're, that they're very image driven and celebrity driven, which is fine. But I do think that they forget to be humble and be like a person, you know what I mean? I think they forget that. Um, and they they just, you can tell that they're just kind of in it for self, which is fine because I think there is one aspect of narcissism within anybody wanting to be a public figure where of course you're in it for yourself, but you still have to figure out a way to care about other people and be kind and and create change, right? But you're still a human, but don't be a fucking dickhead and not be humble and be an asshole, you know? For example, a person who I really like, who I think is a great activist or advocate is Amanda Seals. I think Amanda Seals is one of them where she, she, she is very genuine. Excuse me, I'm burnt, sorry. She's very genuine in the work that she does. And I'm gonna get back to Jesse Smollett in a second, but I wanna break this shit down, okay? Amanda Seals is, 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 is very genuine in the work that she does with, you know, black and civil, you know, black rights and spreading awareness about, about the black struggle and black history and black people and education. And, you know, like Amanda Stills is so well-versed and she's like dangerously educated. It's so beautiful to me. Um, she's one of those people who I feel like they really do the work and they're authentic, even if people don't fuck with them. Because I, for example, I have a friend who met Amanda Stills on a flight she met Amanda Stills in person and she said Amanda Stills was an asshole. Like she was rude as fuck and bougie. And she didn't like Amanda Stills because she saw how Amanda Stills treated a certain person on a flight. Like the, she didn't want to give up her seat for like a kid on a flight. And she she was acting kind of bougie and, and egotistical and pompous. That's what a friend of mine said about Amanda Stills, right? Um, and she was like, I don't fuck with her. I don't like her. She's a fake ass bitch. I don't like her. And she just had this, this irritation with Amanda Stills, right? Um, I, I still like Amanda Stills, even though I heard that, you know, I'm like, well, I wasn't fucking there, so I don't really, I still like the girl. I wasn't there. So I say all that to say, Jesse Smollett, if this was a PR stunt, there are certain people who want certain levels of fame. Jesse Smollett started off as an actor. He also does music as well. Wants to be a singer. I believe he does want to be an artist. Um, and you know, his family, you know, he comes from a prestigious family. Um, who they're very politically involved and they're they, they're very talented family. You know, the Smollett's are very talented, especially his sister Journey Smollett. Smollett. Um, so with this all being said, you know, I'm not really sure of what the, what the intention was, but it, it does look like a PR stunt. It does look like a PR hoax in the sense of, you know, you, you wanting something to happen to you so it can elevate your career and you can reach a certain level of fame. You get me? And, and, and that happens to a lot of celebrities. For example, um, let's look at Rihanna. When Rihanna went through the domestic abuse situation with Chris Brown, it ca- it contributed to her success. Let me tell you why. This is the PR that comes out. When you have a pop star like a Rihanna who's in a tumultuous relationship, she's linked to a hot R&B pop star like a Chris Brown. 
they get into a domestic dispute. He whips her ass. She whips his ass, right? Because they're saying that actually Rihanna started the fight with Chris Brown and she hit him first. You know, that, that's what they're saying. She hit him first and he hit her back. Um, and she kept hitting him. You know, that that's what that's what whispers are saying, right? But at the end of the day, Chris Brown beat that woman to a pulp. You know, her eye was messed up. She was running out of the car. It was a hot-ass mess. You know, the report came out, said that she was trying to pull the keys out of the ignition. And he told her not to pull the keys and they started fighting. You get me? Um... That this is, you know, back then when the whole Chris Brown thing happened with Rihanna. Um, at the end of the day, he was wrong for hitting her, right? Um, and if she did hit him, she, you know, she was wrong for hitting him too. But what I'm here's what I'm saying. That contributed to her career as a pop artist. Yes, it did. It did. It contributed for the fact that once that occurred, it was this big thing. It, it was a big thing. He got blacklisted for a little bit from radio and stuff like that. You know, um, Rihanna, Rihanna, like, really stepped into herself after the situation. You know, it contributed to her narrative as a woman, as a star. You know, dealing with that particular relationship. A lot of people could identify with her being in an in a, in a abusive relationship or a domestic dispute with someone. You know what I mean? So it it, it contributed to her career. That's that's the that's the public relations, marketing, advertising of it all. It contributed to her career. You know, the whole Good Girl Gone Bad album came out and so forth. I'm a bad gal. You know, like all that stuff. I'm high fashion. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm abused. I'm a fuck up. I, I'm crazy. I have a crazy life. I'm a pop star. I'm a rock star. It contributed to her career, right? It was wrong, but what I'm saying is that that contributed to her fame, right? Britney Spears is another example. Uh, Britney Spears with the whole mental breakdown. Britney Spears is already at the pinnacle of celebrity success. You know, Britney Spears is by far one of the, probably the blueprint of, of pop girls. One of the blueprints, you know, besides Madonna and Janet Jackson and so forth. But Britney Spears is, is a, a legacy act for pop music. You know what I mean? When she had her breakdown, it, it went every fucking where. You know what I mean? That that contributed even more. That controversial mental breakdown and that crash, you know, um, contributed more to her fame in such a negative light, right? But it was such a salacious thing. You know, she can't really live it down to this day. You get me? A lot of people aren't really sensitive to Britney and so forth. <laughs> Um, she does have a big following though. You know, the Britney fans definitely support her. I, I support Britney, but, um, and I'm a fan too, by the way. But, um, you know, what I, I say all that to say there, when you are a celebrity or an artist or an actor and shit like that, there are certain, you're working with these corporations and companies. They're trying to figure out a way to break you. They're trying to figure out a way to put money behind you and give you a story and all that stuff. Sometimes that happens from your actual team and your company. Sometimes it doesn't. For example, potentially or allegedly, in this, in this case of Jesse Smollett, it could have been a thing of him wanting, you know, after Empire ended or ending, right? He wanted to catapult his image and his fame. So why not go down as the Black LGBTQ icon who had this hate crime happen and to show the world, like, you know, I'm although I'm famous and I have privilege, I'm still, I could be touched just like you, like the Black LGBTQ people who are not famous and who are not, you know, comfortable and privileged and stuff like that. Like, I want to show you that I can relate to you. I'm dying for a cause for the gays and the Blacks. You get me? I'm, I'm going to show them that I have a space too. If it was a PR stunt, I'm sure that that's what he was thinking. Um, if it wasn't a PR stunt, it's super unfortunate. But, you know, anyways, I went through that whole spiel to let you know <laughs> that um, Chicago, the Chicago P Police Department invested a lot of money into that case. And, um, you know, I, they just wanted to use Jesse as an example. So, you know, Jesse, I'm really glad that it's over. I feel that he got a slap on the wrist um, in comparison to like, you know, how it should have went. Cause they were originally um, gonna give him three years, I believe. And, you know, he only got five months in jail and not prison. It's the difference between being in jail and being in prison, by the way. So uh, it's a difference. <laughs> and I think people who go to prisons, it's usually considered a felony if you go to prison. Um, that means you've, you, you, you like have a felony or something like that. So um, anywho, Jesse Smollett, you know, honestly, I'm just glad the situation is over. Next topic. Um, hold on one second, you guys. Oh, I know he did not call me off the clock. Oh, no, 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 no. I love him, but baby. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, anywho. Let's see. 
Oh, sorry. Next topic. Uh, we're going to get to Nicki Minaj later. Jocelyn's cop cabaret. So Jocelyn's cabaret. Um, well, before we get to Jocelyn, Chris Brown. So Chris Brown um, was proven innocent um, after some text messages leaked. Um, he was accused of um, the R word. The R word. You know what the R word is? Um, you know, sexual assault. He was accused of doing that to a particular woman, she filed a $20 million lawsuit against him. Now, here's the tea. The tea is that... um, The tea is that... um, Sorry, someone is calling me, and I'm just like, I am doing the show. Uh, <laughs> I need my coworkers to respect my boundaries, child. They gotta respect my boundaries. I love y'all. Y'all probably listen to the show. Please respect the boundaries, child. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, anyways, um, where was I at? Chris Brown. So Chris Brown, um, he's he's innocent after text messages leaked. So he hooked up with a girl who's like an IG model, some girl he met on IG. You know how it goes. All these celebrity, these celebrity guys, they use IG to, to deal with the girls and pick which girls they want and sleep with them. You know, Instagram, you know, a lot of the girls sell Pootie Cat on there. You know, it's a market for all types of stuff. You get me? It's a market for, for women to meet people and industry guys to sleep with every girl in the world and look at your profile and, and make a pass at you. That's what happens in the DMs, you know, to make, you know, that's what happens. Um... Anyways, they, they fooled around, had a fling. Chris Brown started ghosting her. And then um, she got upset. She got upset, right? But um, they, they met in Florida. Um, he lives in L.A. So, you know, after they had their fling in Florida, he started ghosting her, not responding to her anymore. Um, she really wanted to be with him. So she moved to L.A. And, you know, she was texting him, saying various things like, you know, um, let me know what we're doing. If it's just sex or if it's a relationship, let me know. Because if it's just sex, I'm okay with it. But you know, let me know what we're doing with this. You know, let me know what's going on. Chris Brown left her on red. He goes her all the time. You know, it was a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I got, you know, you know how men are. You know, look, I'm going to say it. I got my nut and I left. That's how men think. You know, men often pretty much don't care about you, especially if they're famous. Actually, any fucking man. You know, most men, that's how they are. You know, they get their needs met and they leave and they move on to the next, to the next young sexy thing. Unless they love you and they really want to be with you. But, um... Anyways, she became upset once he started ghosting her, and then she started to fabricate and frame um, herself as being like a victim um, and accusing him of the R word. And you know what the R word is, you know, so forth. Therefore, um, you know, she threatened to sue, then she filed the suit or whatever, and it turned into this whole debacle. Somehow, Chris Brown and his team got a hold of those text messages. Um, I'm pretty sure he gave them and he leaked them himself um, to cover himself and or gave them to his attorneys and so forth. Um, and that basically supported his case. And, you know, he's innocent. So, um, I, you know, I understand that Chris Brown, you know, has a history with women. He does have a history with Rihanna. And I know I went through that whole Rihanna debacle just now with the whole Jesse thing. But he has a history you know, of domestic uh, violence with Rihanna and Karuchi Tran. You know, um, Karuchi did an interview with Oprah a few years ago discussing how, um, discussing how, you know, Chris would put his hands on her and how one time he kicked her in the stomach and threw her down the stairs in their home. You know, so, um, you know, but she didn't, She, I don't, I don't believe she called the police because she didn't want to, like, get him arrested and so forth. But, um, you know, he does have a history with women, right? But at the same token, it's like, you know, we do live in an age where people do lie um, to get money and they look at it as a payout. Um, I mean, when you look at, well, I'm not even going to say their names, but it does happen to celebrities. Um, and it, it does occur. And, you know, in the age of Me Too, you know, after Me Too, because a lot of I think Me Too is not really a thing anymore like it was. But I feel like we're kind of still in the age of Me Too where there's more awareness around sexual assault and, and consent and so forth. Um you know, Chris Brown got off. He has a history of that. You know, I get that he he's a very talented artist and so forth. Um, he has some bops, you know. Um, I'm still Team Riri in the situation. But, you know, um, <laughs> you know, Chris Brown got off, so he's innocent. So that's that's the tea on that. Um, let's see. The Real. So The Real has gotten canceled. So The Real is a daytime um, talk show, daytime television. Um, the host, the current host of The Real are Garcelle Bavois. I think that's how you say her name, or Garcelle, Garcelle Bavue. Um, she's formerly known as, uh, also known as Fancy from uh, the Jamie Foxx show. Um, then you have Adrienne Balan, and then you have Jeannie Mai, and then you also have Lonnie Love. So... 
um, with those four women in particular, um, they they're the current hosts of the show. Um, you know, Garcelle and Lonnie, they're they're okay. You know, personally, I, I like Tamar. I don't have anything against them. I just don't really enjoy them as hosts. Like, I don't really enjoy Lonnie as a host. I don't really enjoy Garcelle as a host. Garcelle says good stuff, though. I think I think she's decent for for TV. I like Adrian. I like Jenny Mai. I do like Adrian and Jenny Mai, but I do miss Tamar, and I also miss I kind of miss having Tamara on there. Um, kind of, kind of. Tamara added something. You know, I miss the other girls, you know. Um, the Real had a long run. They did win an Emmy, so they they, they accomplished something. Um, I think that the four ladies will still be able to work. I'm sure that they will find other hosting gigs or find something else. You know, Adrienne Bailon has a YouTube channel that's doing very, very well. She's doing really, really good with her YouTube channel. Like, she has kick-ass views on her YouTube. Um, Jeannie Mai is also doing really well. She's dating uh, Jeezy, and I think she has a podcast as well that's doing pretty good. Um, Lonnie Love, I don't really know what projects that she is working or, or working on at the moment. I do know that she was the reason why the real, why the real started is because Lonnie Love is a comedian. Um, but, they, but at first, they were trying to offer Lonnie Love a show. So, you know, maybe Lonnie Love will get her own talk show. I'm pretty sure that she'll figure something out to do. I don't think this is the end of Lonnie Love, although I'm not really a fan of Lonnie Love, per se. Um, I'm not really like, oh, yeah. Garcelle, yeah, or whatever. Um, No no shade, no shade, no shade. Because I enjoy hosts. I enjoy daytime talk. Um, You know, I miss Tamar, though. I miss Tamar on the show. I wish Tamar would have came back. I think that would have brought the ratings back up, honestly. Um, and also Amanda Sills. You know, Amanda Sills was on the show, but that didn't work out because they, you know, their management was saying that basically she's too black, too pro-black for mainstream television, aka white, <laughs> white audiences. Um, that she would rub viewers the wrong way with a lot of the stuff that she would say about black people and you know, educating white people and holding white people accountable and holding people, you know, non-black people accountable as well. You know, Amanda Sills was very, very outspoken on you know, daytime TV, which is something that, you know, daytime TV, they try their best to kind of stay straight-laced and stay away from, like, super, super triggering topics. Like, they'll, they'll glaze over topics, but they also try their best to stay to stay away from topics that'll make viewers upset and affect ratings. So, with all that said, The Real is canceled. I, you know, I think The Real had a good run, but I didn't really see The Real really giving us any more. Um, Nick Cannon's show also got canceled as well. I never watched it. You know, I think Nick Cannon, um, of course he's Nick Cannon. You know, he is, he's he's worth like more than $75 million. You know, Nick Cannon has done Wild and Out TV. Uh, you know, he is the show, I'm sorry, Wild and Out is the show that he has. He also has a great relationship with Nickelodeon. He did have a podcast um, that resulted in him being canceled. Um so he he did do that or whatever, but he he was saying some problematic things about, um, you know, Jewish, I believe the Jewish people um, and so forth. Just saying this crazy stuff um, that wound up getting him canceled and he lost the podcast. But, you know, I don't think this is the end of Nick Cannon. You know, Nick Cannon is a businessman and, you know, I just wish that he would stop doing dumb shit on social media. He doesn't have to. You know, he's kind of like a Ray J. You know how certain people, it's like they do dumb shit on social media just for clout, but they don't really have to or they don't need the clout. Like Nick Cannon, he released a song basically asking uh, Mariah Carey to be with her again. And, um, you know, in the song, he was like, you know, saying how he wanted Mariah Carey back. He doesn't really want Mariah. He just did that to be in the blogs and, and be, you know, be, be talked about. I just think that there's stuff, and even with him having all the kiss, it's just... I don't know. I just think Nick Cannon is all over the place and he doesn't really have to do a lot of these different things. I'm just like, why do you feel like you have to like do all this? Like you're Nick Cannon. Like Nick Cannon, you're like in the lane of like a Will Smith kind of in the sense of like, I'm not saying he's like, he's like just like Will Smith, but I'm saying as far as what he's accomplished as a black man in Hollywood, you know, I put him in the, in the lane of like a Will Smith in the sense of, you know, he has great relationships. He could, he could get a great deal from people. Um, you know, he, he, he has a name. He has a strong brand. Um, he doesn't have to do the bullshit for relevancy. It's certain people that they don't have to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, are we running out of time? Oh God. I talk too much. I talk too much, but I hope you enjoy it. Jocelyn's Cabaret and the N-Words. So if you don't watch Jocelyn's Cabaret, Jocelyn Hernandez, uh, she's a reality star formerly, you know, best known for love and hip hop. Um, 
She has a show called Jocelyn's Cabaret where it's her and these girls. She's currently on season three, Jocelyn's Cabaret Las Vegas, which I do watch on the Zeus Network. It's a ratchet ass uh, reality show. It's so ratchet. God damn, it's so ratchet. But it's good reality TV. Don't judge. Don't be judgmental. You, you, okay, listen. The black people who don't watch reality TV, don't be judgmental, okay? Some people like numbing reality te- television, okay? That, that desensitizes them and it's entertaining and it's problematic. I know, okay? But we all have our vices. <laughs> I do watch Jocelyn's Cabaret. It's so entertaining. It's, it's fucking good. It's 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 such a good show. Anywho, two characters were fighting. Black Diamond and Amber. Black Diamond is Puerto Rican. Amber is black. Um, out of the house, there's only two black girls. And all the other girls are racially ambiguous or white or Latina. Um, so with all that being said, you know, that uh, there's only two black girls in the house. You know, Black Diamond has been known to say the N-word a lot. Um, she is a Puerto Rican woman, but she is very light, light skin. Um, so she reads as a, you know, Latinx or Latina woman who's very, very pale. She does not, she doesn't have like kinky hair. She doesn't read as someone who is, you know, mixed with Black or some type of closeness to Black. She, she doesn't automatically read as that when you look at her. 